From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, February 4th. I'm Sarah Wright. School districts in Mendocino County now have the option to start the reopening process, though a lot of uncertainty remains. The governor's proposal to incentivize reopening with funds that were originally intended to be used unconditionally has not yet been approved by the legislature. This hasn't stopped the county and its school districts from forging ahead with a patchwork of individualized approaches. Steve Savage is the regional consultant for the California Teachers Association in Lake and Mendocino counties. He notes that the inconsistency has been pretty constant. One day we, we need to be in red for two weeks, and the next day we need to be in red for five days. And so uh, one day nothing can open in purple, and the next day it's okay to open K6 in purple at four times the safe rate, or what used to be the safe rate. Right, but it still sounds like the standards of safety are not based on objective criteria. Well, sometimes those protocols are dictated by science, and sometimes the protocols are dictated by politics and the pressure of politics. I believe that safety should come first for our students. Michelle Hutchins, the superintendent for the Mendocino County Office of Education, says local schools have been planning to reopen since July, and they're ready to welcome students back. This is going to be a community-by-community decision, but I would say that the majority of the school districts are looking at this as an opportunity to reopen the hybrid instruction, um, where kids are at least getting a couple of days of in-person instruction in a week. And one of the things that came up at a prior Ukiah Unified School District meeting was that the in-person instruction will only be available to students in certain categories, the most, you know, the hardest hit, but that there would be about 20% of students who are not free and reduced price lunch or they're not English learners, they're not homeless or foster kids, and these kids who are not considered disadvantaged in any way would, would have to stay home as opposed to just, you know, being able to choose to uh, not avail themselves of the in-person instruction model. And I'm wondering if that is a sticking point, if that is something that you could clarify a little bit. So the state has solved that for the districts. The state has required that in order to be considered open, you have to offer instruction to an entire grade level. And the plans that I've seen from our school districts that have submitted the COVID safety plan, which is a requirement in order to open in the purple tier, that's exactly what school districts are doing. Savage isn't sure that even a countywide approach is appropriate for Mendocino's variety of districts. We have a countywide number that relegates us or, or, or limits us to opening or not opening. But not all parts of the county are the same in those numbers. Those numbers are all different. Those communities are all different. And they're all dealing with COVID-19 differently. Um, It is my concern that some of the areas that are more impacted by COVID will be opening just because they can, not because they should. One of the county's unique districts is Anderson Valley, which has about 440 students, half of them in elementary school. Superintendent Michael Warwick says they're easing into reopening. Small cohorts of high-risk students are being served now, and the district is talking about bringing back transitional kindergarten through second grade before expanding to include students up to sixth grade. But I'm going to say realistically that that's not likely to happen in, in the next two or three weeks because of all the requirements 
If the governor's plan passes, he'll have to implement a testing strategy, which would be really expensive. Even if the money is approved, and it hasn't been yet, um, the incentive money probably would be about equal uh, to the cost of, of testing, maybe not enough. Hutchins says the County Office of Education is pursuing a couple of options for testing. One through a state lab that offers a special deal for larger batches of tests, which county schools can take advantage of with some coordination. So do we start in Whale Gulch and then move those batches over to Leggett and then come down to Laytonville and then hit Covalo at the same time, put all those batches together in Willits and mail them off? So those types of details we're trying to work out. If it sounds like every plan is a contingency plan, that's because the testing requirement is attached to the governor's as-yet-unapproved proposal. The current requirement for testing is less stringent. There is a recommendation that school districts that are opening in the purple tier test staff and students weekly. So right now, what, what California Department of Public Health has released for a requirement for schools matches what businesses have for a requirement. It's the Cal OSHA standards, which is a responsive testing where you're res- testing people that are symptomatic, not asymptomatic. Okay, and the significant difference with it being a recommendation rather than a requirement is that if you don't meet the recommendation, you don't lose a bunch of funding or get penalized somehow. Right, exactly. The governor's proposal would also require agreement with bargaining units. But Savage is clear that teachers always have a right to negotiate safety and working conditions. It's accurate to say that that nothing is certain yet. That is exactly correct. Although people are setting dates, like Utah has set February 16th and March something for 7 to 12. Uh, We'll see if the numbers are there at that time. Um, And I hope they are. If everyone would wear their mask and stay six feet apart and avoid large gatherings, we'll get there sooner. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.